We got Verizon 5G home internet. It's from Verizon. Safe choice, right? Well, some things that look great end up being not so great. Like the time you bought a shrimp roll from a gas station. Ugh. Or when you bought that used sports car. <laughs> What about when we got Billy that drum set? The point is, Verizon 5G home internet sounded great. But turned out to be something else. And we deserve fast, reliable internet. We deserve Xfinity. It's time for better internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts. Hi, this is Marissa Meyer. And this is Delaney. And this is Sloan. And you're listening to the Prince Kai Fan Pod. Welcome to episode 134 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast where Captain is King, Marissa is Queen, and I am your host, Bethany Finger. This episode is brought to you by Rampy and Crew patron supporters. Thank you very much. You guys rock. I've got several guests today, so just take turns introducing yourselves. <laughs> there's, there's so many of you. Um, I would just like to start off by saying... I have not been on since you added that lovely little caption at the end. And, um, of course, Captain is king, but Marissa is queen. I love it. That was Kitty McPherson, another Patreon member. That was her idea. She messaged me about that. That's adorable. I love it. Shout out to (laughs) Kitty. You are brilliant. Everyone can thank you for that fantabulous intro. But seriously, you have to introduce yourselves. <laughs> Where do we want to go in? Okay, Ruth is Ruth is top tier. Ruth goes first. All right. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's your favorite spoiler queen, Ruth. I'm back. I made it. <laughs> she hasn't kicked me off permanently yet, so here I, I know, am. Right. <laughs> We need more. We I haven't done another blooper episode, so basically I have to have you on more episodes because I don't get I don't get bloopers with anybody else. No, you don't. That's what I'm here for. I'm the blooper machine. But we have two other guests that are hopefully not machines. Maybe they're just people. I'm pretty sure I'm a person. I don't know though. Um, my name's Taryn. Hello. And I, I am Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> we are from Checked Out and Overdue, another podcast about books. Yeah, just two best friends, also in love with books. And so it was just a really nice pairing. <laughs> Perfect. And that's the episode. Thanks for coming, you guys. <laughs> we did it. We're done. Good job. Um, just kidding. Real quick, I have a beautiful, wonderful announcement. Marissa, okay, when does this come out? This is still relevant. Okay. I recorded a bunch in advance because I'm going out of town, so I would need to make sure this doesn't come out in, like, April when no one cares what I'm talking about. Um <laughs> Marissa released today the cover of the Gilded sequel, which will be called Cursed. It is out November 8th. You can pre-order it already. I highly recommend if you pre-order, keep that receipt. I don't care if it's digital. I don't care if it's printed. I don't care if you have it taped to your refrigerator. Keep that receipt because I can guarantee you there will be some kind of pre-order campaign and you're not going to want to miss out on it. You can find the cover, marissameyer.com, Marissa, no, 
marissameyerauthor.com, patreon.com. You guys, I was talking so fine with you guys, and now I cannot make words come out of my mouth. This will be the bloopers, but I won't cut it out. I'll just let people listen to me ramble. Um, Prince Pie Fan Pod. No. Yeah. PrinceKaiFanPod.com <laughs> on the Instagram. It's on Marissa Meyer Author. It's on Happy Writer Podcast. Um, and you know what? If you can't find it anywhere there, email me, PrinceKaiFanPod at gmail.com. I will send you a picture. It's absolutely stunning. I cannot wait for this book. This is one of the coolest covers I've seen right. in a while. Like, in so long. I and you know what's so funny shocked. is it's so different than the cover of Gilded when yes. you first yeah. look at it. But when you pay attention, it actually does have a lot of the same, like, like uh, styles and details. Yeah, for just sure. in a different way. Yeah, the more you look at it, the more similarities there are. I think the second one feels more, like, gothic. Oh, for and sure. The, yeah, and then, the, and then with the... It seems like it's more zoomed in. Like, Gilded is kind of like an overview so that you get Cyrilda's crown and everything like that. And then, like, it's the zoom in of, like, the castle and, like... Gilded is abstract. Yeah. Right? Because you also see, like, her eyes in the background and there's, like, hints of the spinning wheel underneath the castle, if you look. Oh, my gosh. I did not (laughs) notice that. But if you if you look at Cursed, the details are right out in the open. At the bottom, there's kind of a collage of darkness where you can see lots of different creatures. And I see a, a I can never say this right, a weavern, which is a dragon. Uh, I don't feel like it's I ever dragons, say that. Chelsea. I never feel like I say I'm, that properly. <laughs> I'm such a fan of dragons. It's absurd. And so you probably know how to say that properly. Is it no, what I say? I don't know. I've always said wyvern, <laughs> but... Oh, okay. But here's the I thing. Also, I also only know what that word is because I read a book like five years ago that had it. And I was like, what the hell's a, a weavern? And my husband was like, oh, it's a dragon. I was like, how could you, how could you know that? And I don't know that. He's like, <laughs> because I play video games. That's fair. They are in a lot of video games. Okay, did you guys notice that the red blood for Cursed um, is actually her in her dress? No. Is that yes. her? Like, if, I, you look, if, you, if you zoom in, it's her in the dress, and then the train of the dress it becomes the down. blood. Uh I'm not gonna lie when I first saw this cover I thought it was a Dracula like it it gave off like Dracula vibes to me I mean it is a pretty haunted castle so no I completely agree it definitely gives off that like vampiric gothic just not um like destructive medieval vibe and you know what it is though right like it is a, a story set in like a a sort of medieval time frame, even though that's not necessarily, I don't know. It, it doesn't necessarily say that this takes place in like 1627, right? But like we as the reader can gather certain elements from it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely very like, very of that time 
period in general, in general terms. So I just, I feel like I know that, I know that covers are, are stills, but I feel like if it was a movie on the cover, I'm expecting like a fork of lightning to come down. Oh and yeah. Like, oh, I'm just the vibes. They're all there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you zoom in the amount of detail you see is like oh my gosh it's just beautiful oh my gosh you guys i'm looking at the castle and i don't i don't know if it's intentional or not but you can see shapes behind the windows i know that's what i was just looking at there's so many colors and you can see like the light behind it too yes whoever did this you win all the i wonder if it's It's the same designer that did the first one i'm a google oh she didn't list the designer um, uh, I, I, I'll probably have to wait a few days. I doubt it's on Google at this point. Anyways. Yeah. Speaking of Marissa Meyer, let's talk about how <laughs> you found Marissa Meyer's books. Ruth, we already know your story. So Chelsea and Taryn, you guys get to flip a coin. Tell us how you found her books. And maybe if you have a favorite. Okay. I'll, I'll go, go first. first. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I loved reading growing up and then I've I had like a resurgence of love like two years ago. Um and I've always just like hung out at Barnes and Noble, even if I don't intend to buy anything. Like it's just my happy place. And they actually were doing a sale last year on the box set. And so I was like, oh, like I've seen this all over the place. I've heard it's really good. I never read anything by Marissa Meyer. And so I bought the box set and I like zoomed through those and I told her, I'm like, turn, you have to rate these. They're so good. Um, so I read all the Lunar Chronicles. I haven't read any of her other books. I own almost all of them, but I haven't gotten around to reading the other books yet. Um, but I am I'm hands down a Cress fan. I I adore oh, yes. I adore Cress with all of my heart. And I just I love her so Cress much. Cress is like my whole personality. <laughs> She's a good one. She's the best. <laughs> Honest honestly, if you guys meet Bethany in person, she really does like exude crest energy <laughs> and on the first side I, as indicated by the fact that i just like squealed over this cover and went oh my god even though i'm like 32 <laughs> years old <laughs> i mean as and and in and on the flip side i am like i exude scarlet energy i was gonna say definitely scarlet energy <laughs> oh my 100%. gosh <laughs> One thousand percent, and I would say that Morgan is probably a uh, cinder, smart and capable, can... but soup's humble. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know which character I would say I was, but I do love Scarlet because I have curly red hair, and so I always immediately latch on to any redhead character. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is me. They're I don't have also rare. Yeah. And like curly red hair, I, I was like, she's me. She's mine. I'll take it. Merida, <laughs> nothing in common. I'll take her. She's mine now. <laughs> um, 
Um, Chelsea kind of gave the beginning of my story, but I, like I said, uh, I guess that was before we started recording. Chelsea and I have been friends for 10 to 12 years. We don't know actually how long. We like to say 12 because it's longer, but I think it's closer to 10. (laughs) You know what, though? Um, If you like Taylor Swift, you should just say 13. 13. Okay. We've been friends for 13 years. (laughs) Uh, I'll take it. Our parents worked together and we lived around the corner from each other and in our neighborhood, there were like a bunch of cool girls and I was just hanging out with Chelsea one time. I was like, hey, want to be friends? And she's like, yeah. So we went to Costa Vida, got burritos, and we've been best friends ever since. That and- sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. She's not exaggerating though. She literally like we were sitting awkwardly like in silence and she's like, we should be best friends. Do you want to go get food? And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's like almost exactly how Ruth and I met except it's, do you want to go get books? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, the books followed up very soon after that. Um, but we've been reading together and, and like, I mean, sharing a lot of the same books for forever. Go ahead, Ruth. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, in literally, like, I think I started following Bethany on Instagram. And then uh, she mentioned in a live that she did at, like, 7 a.m. in the morning that she was going to the North Texas Teen Book Festival. And I was like, oh my God, I messaged her and I was like, oh my God, so am I, we should meet up. And, and we, and it we was literally spent the entire day together. <laughs> We'd never met at all. And we literally spent like 13 hours straight together. Like, like I said, it was love at first sight. <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's Honestly, how you know the friendship is real though. If you can spend yes. that amount of time with anyone and still enjoy oh, that, their yeah. company. That's how you know you're good if you're married, right? Because, like, yes, <laughs> if you can't handle that amount of time together, like, just don't, just don't, don't. even try. Just be done. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because, was... because one thing you will learn about a spouse is that they're always there. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if you want to, I thought out. I got rid of you. <laughs> I remember my husband and his best friend took like a two week road trip right after, I think, like in between high school and college or something. Um, and this is his best friend in the universe. And when they got home, he was like, I don't want to talk to you for like a month. And he was like, me either. And they just, cause they needed a break from each other. They, it was a road trip. They were together like the whole time. So by the time they got back, it was like, I really don't want to see your face for a few days. And yeah. I was like, I remember when he told me about that, I was like, we're married. Like you, can't <laughs> you have do to that see my me. face no matter what I live here. Like <laughs> he's like, well, that's how you know it's okay to get married because I will still live with you. <laughs> yeah. That was like my, so my husband and I, we were friends for like eight months before we started dating. Um, and like the tipping point for me was he convinced me to go hike this mountain, which I don't actually like hiking at all. So that was like the first sign. and it was this huge all-day hike like we were hiking for like probably 10 hours and at the end we we argued about like the dumbest things not argued like argued argued but like debated and just had some really fun conversations and we like got to the bottom of the mountain I was like huh like I I don't I'm not annoyed with you like that was fun like I could keep hanging out with you and I was like I should I should think about this guy a little more so it's so interesting how real life works like in movies and books and tv shows they always make it like this big dramatic grand gesture and that's like how you know that you're in love with someone but like it really is tiny nuances like that that make you go like yeah that's my person i'm gonna keep them this is my forever (laughs) 
Welcome to the dating advice episode of the Prince Kai Pi Kai It's not just there's me. a blooper. Yay! <laughs> yeah, this is why we don't have blooper episodes at all anymore because I just leave that stuff in for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that joke for a whole 30 seconds. My brain oh, you're so to get fun. out of my mouth. I, love it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. So oh, since we're on a laughing subject, we are going to roll into what is making us happy this week. And I have big news for everybody. Okay. Those of you listening may remember that for the first like six months of the podcast, I had two co-hosts. One of them was named Ashley. Ashley got married. <gasps> Yay! Yay! Happily ever after. So everybody, please send super cool, good vibes to her and Brandon, and may they have a long and happy marriage together. That's what's making me happy today. My friend is happy, and that's what matters. Aww. That's so exciting. That's fantastic. That what about you? What's making you guys happy? I'll let somebody um, go first. Okay. Today's actually my husband's birthday. Happy birthday! So, shout out to Coleman for not complaining about me recording on his birthday. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing a little weekend getaway, though, and I'm super excited for that. So, we're going to go down to southern Utah and go climbing and eat lots of yummy food and go camping. So, I'm very happy. That's, That's what I'm hanging on to right now. One more day of work. And One more day of work. And then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's happiness. Yeah, gotta embrace it where you can. <laughs> exactly. My thing that I'm happy about this week, um, I, so I'm not a big video gamer. Like, I have my Switch, and like everybody else and their mom during COVID, I played Animal Crossing. But I finally... Perfect description of all of <laughs> the, yes. the pandemic. is like, like everybody else during COVID could be the introduction yeah. sentence of anything that has happened in the last two and a half years. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, but a couple weeks ago, I decided that I wanted to be better at video games, which is not a normal, I feel like not a normal goal that people have. <laughs> I just felt so dumb when I talked to my students who are like, you can't press like three buttons at the same time. I'm like, no, that's too many buttons. So I started playing. Don't the, judge me. Yeah, I started playing Breath of the Wild, the, new, the newer Zelda game. And I have loved it. It's been so fun. I get like come home from work and my husband plays a different game and we like swap off like making dinner and cleaning up after dinner. So like we'll play for like 20, 30 minutes and it's just made me so happy. And I have gotten better. I can press three buttons at the same time now. That a girl. (laughs) Now your students can stop making fun of you. (laughs) Oh, they still will, but I just make fun of them right back. It's fine. Um, so my, um, fun fact for today is that it's National Penguin Day or Penguin, it's Penguin (gasps) Awareness Day. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and then, and so that kind of like put a little like jive in my step today because I was like, oh, I got, I looked at pictures of penguins today. So that, um, but my real thing was, um, it's basically just a plug to go listen to the new Charlie Puth song because I'm in love. Oh, it did it come out? Yes, it came out. Is that the light switch one? Yes. He dropped it a day earlier. 
It is fantastic. Well, I'm just going to buy it. I don't even need to know what it sounds like. There's a video, too. Yeah, and he dropped the music video same day. Wow. He's he's not messing around. Like the official music video. What did he call the song? It's called Light Switch. It is called Light Switch? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up. You turn me on like a light switch When you're moving your body around and around I don't want to fight this You know how to just make me want You turn me on like a light switch When you're moving your body Welcome to Charlie Pooh Podcast. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I've been waiting for it since he... um, Made the, t- made the very TikTok. first TikTok. <laughs> the very first TikTok about it because let's just be honest, I am on a TikTok doom scroll most days, and <laughs> that gave me joy over the pandemic. So yeah, that's why I need you in my life because you can cover so me with fun. Swift Talk. Yes. Yes. Um, actually, there's an account that I follow on Swift Talk, and her TikTok name is actually Swift Talk Detective. Yes. And that's all she does. It's just <laughs> I can't remember out. if you I can't remember if you found it and told me about it or if I found it and told you about it. But I am very grateful to 13 and Taylor Swift podcast because I don't have to try and figure out theories anymore. They just do um, I think I told all you of about the it. research. They do, thank you then. They do all of the research. They do all of the work. I just like listen to a 20 minute episode and I'm like, yep, that's the new theory. Speak now is next. And then I just wait impatiently for Speak Now. <laughs> I'm so excited for Speak Now. That was one of my favorite albums. I am desperate for a Selena Gomez collab, and I feel like the vibes on Speak Now would be a good one for her and uh, Selena to do together. So I've got. I can totally crossed. see that. Um, yeah. I did hear though. I did hear. Uh, I think it was, um, a video. Uh, I think it was Chats and Reacts the, when they did their reaction to Red where they change uh, – I can't remember which song it was they were talking about now. But one of the songs they were talking about how she changes lyrics and like – or she updated something in one of the songs on Red. And so they were like, that makes me more confident that whatever – when she does really speak now – that she is going to change the lyrics or change the whole vibe of Better Than Revenge. I'm really... Welcome to Taylor Swift Podcast. (laughs) I know that Better Than Revenge gets a lot of hate for being, like, anti-feminist, and I totally get that. Nobody at me, okay? There really are bad people in the world, okay? There are, whether you're a girl or a boy or whatever, there are bad people in the world. And it's okay to have a song about bad people. Do I think that this particular song is necessary because it's like women pitting against women? I mean, no, but it's a fun song to sing. And there were definitely people I went to high school with where I was like, this song is you. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay if she doesn't change the lyrics. I just want to re-record. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not super upset about it. Like, I can understand where other people would be like, I don't like this. I think she should change the lyrics. <laughs> One more thing before we get into what everyone is currently reading. The actual reading. purpose of this podcast? 
No, we haven't even got there yet. We still have to do currently oh. reading fan art, past song titles. Like we're <laughs> there's plenty of time. Um, I do want to give a shout out. I found a new podcast. <gasps> Yay! So it's called Last Call at McLaren's, and it is a How I Met Ooh. Your Mother podcast, and it is brilliant. And if you've watched How I Met Your Father. Do not spoil it for me. I am visiting my sisters <laughs> in two weeks, and we are going to binge it together. Well, at least what episodes have come out. So nobody spoil it. I'm desperate. It's got it's How I Met Your Father, and it's Hillary Duff, and it's got the hot I, guy from Veronica Mars. I'm down. I was okay? just about to say I haven't watched a single episode of How I Met Your Mother, but I oh, am so 100% going to watch How I Met Your Father just for Hillary Duff. Oh my gosh, right? Also, uh, identity crisis for my marriage. Apparently, Quentin doesn't like Hillary Duff. What? Oh, no. I know. I was, like, I, I was like, I told him, I was like, they're going to make a How I Met Your Father with Hillary Duff. Are you going to watch it with me? And he's like, no. And I was like, oh, why not? And he's like, I don't like Hillary Duff. And I was just stared at him like, what? Who are you? <laughs> he's like, you I just don't like her. evaluate this relationship. I know that you're about to have your 10-year anniversary, but... <laughs> This, this is unacceptable. You should have sussed this out prior to marrying him. This is unacceptable. Does that go in my, does that go in my vows for our renewal ceremony thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, new podcast. Go check it out. Super, super good. Uh, they're actually not a new podcast. They've been around for like a year. It's just that I just now found them. Thank you, Apple Suggestion Box. <laughs> Sometimes Apple comes in clutch. And they give oh my good gosh, suggestions. Right? They're the best. I can't really speak to it because I don't have apples. So. Well, Ruth, we can't be friends then. I know, <laughs> right? I've so tried sorry. other phones and I don't like them. I want my Apple phone. Apple or bust. Well, hey, Android or bust. So <laughs> I've only ever had a flip phone and an Apple phone. I went straight from, I had a flip phone until like 2013, 2012, and then I got an iPhone, and it's just been iPhone after that. I mean, I had a Samsung flip phone, and then I had a Razer, and then I had a Samsung smartphone, so really, I'm You're a Samsung biased. I, they owe, I, they own me. all right shall we shall we talk about fan art no before we're still doing again no we're still doing what are you currently reading oh right i forgot about that one (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if what i'm currently reading is relevant because i have recorded like five episodes this week And I think they all have the same thing. So what I'm going to say is the book that I plan on reading as soon as I am done with the book, I am currently reading, if that makes sense. So I I have a goal this year to complete all of the series that I started reading but did not finish. So I will be reading uh, the second book in the Stalking Jack the Ripper series, which I tried to read once and struggled to get through. So now we are going to try it again. I have the audiobook this time. That sometimes helps. I really liked the audiobooks. The audiobook was great for the first one. Yes. And it's the same lady. And so 
that helped me. Like I flew through those books because I did audiobook. The third one's gonna make you really mad. I'm just gonna tell you now. Stop, Taryn. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just telling you. I absolutely loved it. Chelsea got the whole rant. I called her and I'm sorry, Chelsea. I'll stop talking. <laughs> I called her and went on like a 45 minute rant just for one scene. It was one scene. I was like, ah. Yeah, I it's literally. I, loved, I just I really finished the, the third one, so I'm about to start the fourth one in that series. And I knew exactly because, like Taryn said, she called me and she's really good about not spoiling things for me, which I appreciate. But I knew exactly when I'd gone to the scene that she was <laughs> mad about. I was like, okay, here we go. This is the one. I feel it now. I'm I'm frustrated. But it's so good. But it's like a normal like YA, like they're just making dumb choices. But it was really good. We actually, we reviewed Stalking Jack the Ripper. That was one of our episodes. We recorded a couple, or we reviewed it a couple months ago. I love Stalking Jack the Ripper. I'm just waiting for Bethany to read The Prison Healer because that was one of my reads last year. And I practically died waiting for the second book to come out. Um, I mean, it's on the list, but the list so. is kind of out of control, and I think it gets worse <laughs> every day. That's I why mean, I'm like, okay, my goal is to finish all of the series that I started but didn't finish, because there's a lot of them. Yeah, that's one of my goals. That's, that's I, a way to kind of take it in chunks. Yeah, yeah. I went through this phase, like, two months ago where I pulled... All of the books that I own but haven't read off of my bookshelf. And I'm like, I'm going to put them right in the middle of the living room table so they're super annoying. And that way it'll motivate me to read them. And that lasted for like probably two and a half weeks before my husband was like, if you do not put these away, I'm burning them. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) My husband would Um, never even notice. Are you kidding? That would be like a divorce. (laughs) That would be irreconcilable differences. Are you kidding? He would so not notice. I I could point it out and he'd be like, huh. Cool. Whatever. (laughs) Oh no. If I put them on his desk, that would he would notice that because he'd be trying to play video games and be like, wait, 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 what? (laughs) Yeah, my my husband has ADHD and he's still in school. And so he does this thing where he can't do any of his schoolwork unless, like, the entire living room is clean. Which I love because our living room is always clean. Um, but it makes it, it really hard because sometimes... Around. Yeah, but then sometimes I'm like, can we just, like, leave things be for two seconds? Everything doesn't always have to be put away. And he's like, yes, it does. I can't do my homework. I'm like, okay, okay I'm so sorry. you don't want to live with me, just so we're clear. <laughs> um, but also, my husband is like the exact opposite. My husband strongly debated when I was out of town. He strongly debated on buying new dishes so he wouldn't have to wash any. <laughs> I just want everybody to let that sink. And he still stands by that. Like he had a friend mention that when we were home for Christmas, and he's like, "I still think that's a good decision." All right. Okay. <laughs> And Is he just going to throw the dirty ones we away? Have, we have a dishwasher, y'all. Like a machine that washes. <laughs> like you just shove stuff in there. And I mean, you probably don't even need soap. The hot water will do a good portion of it for you. Like, anyways. I would, I would just like to uh, counterpoint this with this is coming from the man who refuses to eat, use bowls for his cereal. Yeah, that's so, true. I mean, how does that. he? 
giant Pyrex measuring cup. <laughs> no way. It has a handle and it fits more cereal. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, perfect. I'm not but. mad at his logic. I mean, it's like a life affirming thing. Like you hear that and you're like, I've been living my whole life wrong. I didn't, why didn't I think of this? This changes everything. It does change it really everything. Does. Oh, I kind of want to go eat cereal now. <laughs> out, of <a> Pyrex, <laughs> out of a Pyrex measuring cup. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. We should patent I'm- it and have Quentin design like his own thing. And it becomes like this really cool cereal cereal mug situation for like five years and then ends up on some discount shelf in Target. You <laughs> should have him add a straw like they used to I with the old I was just about to say, bowls. add a straw. Yeah. <laughs> add a straw, that will make it unique. That will make it we not necessarily look like a Pyrex did. Or Pyrex. We basically just told everyone our ages. <laughs> saying that <laughs> <laughs> because I, I have talking about. like 13 and they're gonna be like there's a straw and cereal bowls yes when we were children <laughs> this is how they got it us was to drink glorious. Our <laughs> it was so fun though right or like i don't know if you guys ever had i the mean silly it was also straws. kind of messy because like you're holding the bowl to the straw so you can drink <laughs> it out of like it wasn't the best design concept but when you're a child you know little thing it was that's why it would make even more sense on the pyrex bowl because you could have it in the handle so you're already holding it oh and then then you just have that is ruth just saved the world (laughs) i mean (laughs) quentin come on the pod we can collab (laughs) yeah i'll tell quentin i'll be like my twinkie has this idea for you get out your 3d printer I will, I will only discuss it with him on the podcast. There you go. He's not coming on the podcast, <laughs> But that would be an excuse to get him on the podcast. I mean. I know. And he's going to be like, well, I guess I'll never know. <laughs> he would. He would. That would be exactly. The other thing that you guys have, like, since you guys don't know Quinn, I mean, he's like, what, 6'4"? I feel like that's an exaggeration. No, I'm five feet tall, so he looks like he's six four when we stand next to each other. But he's only like (laughs) six one. It's only six one. It's only. Well, I mean, six (laughs) one is still really tall, but it's not six four. It's just when I'm very short, so when I stand next to him, he looks a lot taller. Okay, so you are impressed. Comparative height. I mean, I'm not really saying, do but make yes. a difference. <laughs> they do because I. Well, I don't know if I look like a normal height person, but I don't. I feel like I don't look as short when I'm standing next to other people. But I stand next to Quentin, and I'm like this little tiny person. Yeah, like because I'm five five, which is the average height of the American female. Yes, but my family is all super tall. I'm five inches shorter than my sister. How? I- why did I never notice that? You yeah. are way shorter than the rest of your family. <laughs> my yeah. sister Lindsay is 5'11. My mom and my sister Samantha are both like 5'9. My sister Ivy is 5'7. My aunt and all of my cousins are between 5'7 and 5'9. I have a 14 year old cousin who's 5'9. 
Oh, dang. Uh, and I am five feet tall. You honestly, you should see the pictures of us. It is ridiculous how small <laughs> I I look like the shortest person in the world when I stand next to all these tall people. It's so nice, though, because we took family pictures with um, my in-laws. And I was so happy because they came back and I look like I'm a normal height. Like, I because <laughs> growing up, it's like, so I've, I'm the third of four. So my older sister's 5'10", my mom's 5'11", my dad's 6'1", my older brother's 6'3", and my younger brother's 6'4". And I'm 5'5". Five, five. And so it's really frustrating because no matter how much you grow up, you just look like you're 12 when you're standing next to someone that much taller than you. Yes, and it, exactly. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a midget. I promise. I looks like it well, in the family I mean, photo. Well, is but... relatively short. I'm sending you guys a picture of, <laughs> of the height difference between me and my husband. And that's with me wearing tennis shoes. So I've got like a good quarter of an inch there. <laughs> oh my gosh, you do look really I mean, small. <laughs> <I know. laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Like, look at his hand on my bag. It takes up like my whole torso. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That is an exaggeration, Bethany, and you know it. <laughs> I know, but, yeah. But it, I think that heights make a big difference when you're looking at someone because one is still tall. Oh, like, yeah. That's, yeah. Still, I mean, that's still well above average. But I mean, people I'm look at us four, and they're like so... – People look at us and they're like, he must be like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, like six, six, six. And it's like, no, you guys, I am just short. I mean, he's still really tall, but, like, I am just really short. I mean, my my outlaws are almost two feet different in height. Um, I'm also sending you guys a picture of me and my sisters so you can see what I'm talking about. (laughs) Um, Because it is ridiculous. Lindsay's 5'11". The other two are, like, Is that you guys standing? That is us standing oh up gosh. like human beings in the world. <laughs> I am not kidding you. <laughs> like, I am the oh shortest gosh. person in the world. <laughs> That's so funny. What's funny is Lindsay is like the middle child. And she just towers over all of us oh, in this picture. Like, She's got to be like a good foot taller than you. She's 5'11", and this was at her graduation, so I think she was wearing heels, but she's 5'11". Wow. Yeah, she's she's pretty, pretty tall. That's brilliant. I love that. What's fun is, she's listening to this too, by the way, um, but she is 5'11", right? And her boyfriend is 5'9". <laughs> and she's always like, why did you get a tall one and I got a short one? And I'm like, he's not short. He's still nine inches taller than me. Like... <laughs> It just got really quiet. I know. Oh, it's because Ruth muted herself. Oh. That sounded like I was throwing shade, but I wasn't. It's just that's why it I got mean, quiet. I mean, just throw I mean, the there's shade. a little. Throw it's it. A little. Throw it hard. There's a little, there's a little shade. Uh, <laughs> were we, did we finish what books we're reading right now? No. I don't know. I had mine. I said mine got, and we, Ruth said hers. This is what. No, I didn't say mine. I, I could have sworn you said something about a book. No. She just said I she told, wanted you to, to read. I told you the, I wanted you to read a book, but yeah. I didn't say. Yeah. I have gotten 
lot of emails that people miss the tangents in episodes, and I don't think this is what they meant. <laughs> I think this is exactly what the people want. <laughs> I think they're going to be like, well, we missed them a little, Bethany. This is, like, out of control. And I'm going to be like, I'm really sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what Anyways, you should do? You should do okay, a everybody, episode and a tangent we're episode. We're going to do, this is going to, this is, the whole tangent episode is this episode. <laughs> this is it. Just rename okay, it. Okay, <laughs> lightning round on the count of, like, lightning round. Say whatever book you're reading. And then we'll just go, uh, Ruth first, because you have to just spit it out and then let other people talk. <laughs> Challenge of the day. <laughs> I'm reading the Bromance Book Club. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm currently reading The Dance of Thieves by Mary Pearson. I'm reading like three books right now. I'm so sorry. No, I'm oh reading my gosh, Karen. Fight me, Chelsea. Okay. <laughs> Half of these are your fault. I am finishing The Rose and the Dagger, she the second book. Me. After- she fight me, Chelsea. <laughs> This is our relationship, okay? I love it. I want to be friends with you guys so bad. We are friends. This is it. We're all we're all best friends now. Um, I just the last forty minutes, Bethany. What? I said, aren't you moving out to the West Coast? And if they live on the West Coast, you will be closer. Yes, I am moving to Nevada. Ooh, Ooh. where in Nevada? Uh, just outside of Las Vegas. Okay, yeah. If I drive to go, yes, yeah, gold star for you. That I like guessed that. (laughs) (laughs) So when Chelsea drives down to Arizona, or if we drive to Utah, one of the ways to get there is through Vegas. I have a mom and a sister in Arizona, and I have another sister in Utah. Oh, we're in Arizona. (laughs) She lives in. Bull, no, Bullhead City. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, nowhere like close to me, but <laughs> <laughs> I sent you guys another picture, by the way, because you asked if we were standing. So I found the zoomed out picture to prove that we are standing. Oh, I believed you. <laughs> yeah, I'm very short. Oh my gosh. Also, that dress <laughs> is really beautiful. Thank you. That's so cute. So fun. <laughs> So, fun fact about this picture. Do you see the way I'm holding my my dress to my body? That is because the zipper broke. Oh, no. I didn't know what else to do. And my mom was like, just hug yourself in the picture. So, that is why you can see me, like, holding my body for no reason in this photo. Like, this feels, this feels natural. This is good. This is normal. Anyways. You're reading Sorry. three books. Oh, okay. I'm reading The Rose and the Dagger. It's the second book after The Wrath and the Dawn. Um, I need to just finish it. I've been reading it for a while. I'm just like stuck. I need to finish it. And then I'm listening to The Winter of the Witch, the third book in the Winter Night trilogy, which I have loved. We reviewed the first book as one of our first episodes, and then I finally just read the second one, and I just am obsessed with the story and the characters, and I love Catherine Arden's writing. And then I'm also listening to Turtles All the Way Down. I have like 30 minutes left. So those are the three books that I'm doing right now. <laughs> You're right. Almost of all of those are my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Friendship. Three are. That's friendship right there. <laughs> yep. 
I've read Turtles all the way down before, but we were we are reviewing it on Sunday. I think we're recording our episode, and so I'm like, I need to sprint through. It's like a seven hour audiobook, and if I listen to it on two speed, I like finished it. I'm like have thirty minutes left, and I listened to it in like three hours straight. Nice. It was- <laughs> I know. Nice. Chelsea, don't make that. Don't laugh at me like that. <laughs> You've known me long enough. You know how I am. <laughs> I just, I've tried to listen to things on double speed and it's too much for me. I'm like 1.5, 1.75 if it's really slow, but two is just too fast. Nah. I, I feel You're like used to it. 20 it depends minutes in and you don't reader. even notice. Yeah. Yeah. Jim it Dale depends on do. the narrator. too fast. But like even or if like with the Winter Night trilogy, they're Russian, and so when they have thick Russian accents, I have to listen to it slower because I'm like, this isn't English. Like I need right. a little bit more help with that. But that's fair. I mean, it's okay. Also- it sounds like gibberish to me if I listen to it faster than one time speed. <laughs> I gotta have like one superpower. I guess it's listening to fast things. So I'll take it. <laughs> I'll just fly through audiobooks. <laughs> My superpower is I don't have one. So just be glad you have I'm, one. You have you just in the, like the hour we've been talking, you've stated like ten things you're good at. So I'm pretty oh, no. sure you have plenty I've of superpowers. Ten, I've stated ten things that I do. Nobody said I was good at them. <laughs> There's no you evidence sent pictures. to support that. <laughs> um, you sent us pictures. There's evidence. So. <laughs> Well, I'm obviously not good at podcasts. I'm terrible at podcasts. We are at 46 minutes in, and we haven't even gotten to fan art yet. Like, I mean, I've tried to keep us on track. If there's anything that you cannot blame on me, but you skipped a segment. You skipped a segment. I mean, I'm just speaking of (laughs) speaking of fan art. La de doodles. Thank you for this. It is phenomenal this is a shot for shot of the last scene that we're going to talk about later in these chapters which is scarlet and winter in the little pod ship and it's winter going wait and putting her harness on scarlet oh. and <laughs> it is for scarlet friend <laughs> it makes first me so happy first of all Big thank you to Cynthia de la Suetos for sending this artwork to me like a year ago. Big thank you to Lottie Doodles for letting me share it because it took me forever to figure out who did the artwork and then forever to figure out where they were so I could contact them so I could be like, please, can I share this with other people? So big thank you to both of them for sharing this work with me. It's gorgeous. I love Scarlet's face in the first frame. Oh, I know. It makes me so happy. (laughs) All that angst. Which, like, as we talk about what she's going through, I'm I completely understand. She's like, can we please be done? Can we please get out of here? Can we be done with the hallucinations? I'm trying to focus. (laughs) Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof. Not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Does anybody else have any opinions on the artwork? I like her her face in the last frame because to me that's like, she's like, I just do this. Thanks. 
And I love Winter's face in the last room. She's like, I did it. I'm a good friend. <laughs> I saved Scarlet. I saved Scarlet. So the next one is by, I'm just going to say the letters because that's easier for me. M E A V H D E L O U G H R Y on DeviantArt. Just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to do with that. <laughs> it is Winter and Jason, and they're about to kiss. Hey, Love these. Ay, 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 ay. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> do I have to do one now? Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we all did one. Itchy mama. What's that 303 song from when we were younger where he's like, make them girls go wee? And they all like whistle. I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. <laughs> I think it's like a whistle sound. I think it's like I will I will insert a clip here of that song so nobody so everybody <laughs> knows what we're talking about. Nice legs, Daisy Dukes makes a man go. But 303 is a band. They're awesome. They were super rad when we were younger. Their most famous phrase that you may or may not know is, tell your boyfriend if he says he's got beef that I'm a vegetarian and I ain't scared of him. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the best line I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I I just remember them as the the band or the duo that uh, sang with Kesha. Yeah, that too. But that's my favorite thing in the world. We went and saw them. God, this tangent thing. Okay, but whatever. We went and saw them. They did a embrace um, it. U- they did a USO tour here a few months ago, and we got to see them live. And um, well, they were on a stage like very far away, and we were all in this huge empty lot that they normally use for like planes and stuff. But we did get to see them from really far away. But. <laughs> Everybody was really spread out because of COVID. And the funniest part of it is like it got to that part in the song and they didn't even bother singing. They like just put their microphones out and you just hear like 200 people screaming this line. And my husband was like, (laughs) not a big 303 fan. He's like just slightly older than I am, so like he missed that window. So he was just like, "What the hell just happened?" (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyways, we have a podcast. Yes. Cool. Last week, <laughs> Patreon members got to vote for chapter titles. Chapter 27 is DNA by Little Mix. Side tangent, I'm very sad that they're splitting up. Chapter 28 oh, is... I didn't realize you, that. Yeah, it breaks my heart. Uh, well, they're not like splitting up. They said that Little Mix will be forever, but they're going to take a break after the tour, which makes sense. Two of them just had babies, Like, but I'm still sad. Anyways... Um, chapter 28 of winter is titled you drive me crazy by Britney Spears and listeners. I'm very happy to tell you 52 minutes in, we are actually going to have chapter discussion. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was so funny when we when I told Chelsea like the layout of the episode, I was like, Yeah, she they normally like chat for like a little bit at the beginning and she's like and we and we both were like, what if we can't? What if we're not entertaining enough? Like, what if we can't talk that <laughs> what long? What if we can't? You have to reveal all of our insecurities to the world like that, Taryn. It's not all of them. Okay, fine. It was just me. Chelsea was super confident, and I was like, uh. This is what having a podcast is, though, right? You got to be transparent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so last week, what happened? Well, Jason sacrificed Ryu to save Winter and simultaneously save Scarlet. But he really just saved Scarlet to save Winter. Like, he needed someone to get Winter out. He doesn't actually care about Scarlet. I just need to stress that. Anyways, <laughs> we started... <laughs> I know, I've had people have this conversation with me, and they're like, he saved Scarlet, too. And I'm like, let's get something straight. He saved Scarlet... Because he needed someone to get Winter out of the castle. Not because he was worried about Scarlet's well-being. Nope. But because he needed someone to get Winter out of the castle. Period. Sorry. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody wants to at me, go for it. I would love to hear your argument as to how he cares about Scarlet. <laughs> This whole this whole first chapter, every time Scarlet asks a question and he just never explains anything to her, I was like, dude. So cryptic. I was like, dude, take two seconds to explain what's going on to this poor girl. I'm like, you want her to save your girl. You gotta give her some facts. <laughs> but he's Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> I absolutely love when he was like, tell that princess of yours to hurry up. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a good line. But then Scarlet is like, the f***? Winter? <laughs> My princess, Winter. Oh, right, Cinder's a princess. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, I will tell her to hurry up. When am I going to see her? Scarlet is really slow to pick up on everything. But in her defense, she has been held captive with very little food for the last, like, three months. So... And had to chop a finger off. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I would not be well for a while. <laughs> We've had this so, discussion in past episodes that Scarlet is the only one who could have done this. Mm -hmm. Cinder, Cress, Iko, even. They're all wonderful characters. They're all strong in their own ways. But they would not have survived this type of captivity and come out on the other side the way that Scarlet did. It would have been much harder on all of them. Scarlet's personality yeah. is the only one that can stand this kind of, of treatment for so long. I think Cinder, maybe, but I can't say any more than that. I feel like Cinder probably could, and but at some point she would break to save everybody else. Like, she would have sacrificed herself, and then she would have just been gone. I feel like but Cinder would not have been resigned. Cinder would have spent all of her time trying to figure out how to get out. Yeah. And she right. would have been, and she's a mechanic, so she would, you know, like, it's, um, mm -hmm. it's like that scene in Jack Sparrow where the blacksmith comes in and he's like okay i don't have a key but i know how to open this door because i know engineering base because i know basic engineering and building facts and if you just pry <laughs> this one thing the whole thing comes off like i feel like that would be cinder if she was locked up she'd be like fine take the keys i can figure this out 
It'd be like did a, you, <laughs> it'd be like pause. some Shaw's Did you just stuff. call it Jack Sparrow and not Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> and did you just refer to Will Turner as the blacksmith? <laughs> <laughs> this is how much I know about those movies. <laughs> well, we That's Orlando Bloom. I'm so sorry. I mostly know him as that guy that's married to Katy Perry. <laughs> Are you oh kidding gosh. me? I'm Not so even sorry. as Legolas? So I'm, so I'm so sorry. I'm so... All of the listeners were just like, man, we put up with all those tangents, but now we hate Bethany. Turn it at off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but anyways... I'm a little with you did not know he was married to Katy Perry and this changes everything. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Chelsea, where are you going to be together? They have a baby I didn't know. He just They like had dated before too and then they like got back together. Maybe they're not I married. Maybe think. they just are engaged and have a baby. But I thought they were like no, together forever. I think they got married. I They're together forever. I'm pretty sure that he can only come to land once every seven years and <laughs> is married to Kira it's Knightley. Is <laughs> it ten? Whatever. I'm pretty sure it's uh, ten. Kira Knightley is married to Matthew McFadden. What? The Excuse me? Wait, um, who? What? The guy from Pride and Prejudice. How? This is changing oh. everything. They're not really married. I'm just saying, if she's married to any actor that she's played oh. a romantic oh. interest in, oh my God. it's going to be Darcy. <laughs> I was about to lose my mind. <laughs> I was just saying, like, if she's going to be married to any fictional character that she's had a romantic entanglement with, it's going to be Mr. Darcy. All right. All right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> um... God, okay, I do have an update on their relationship. I know this. We're going to continue the tangent for approximately 30 more seconds. So on February 16th, 2019, they announced after so they announced that they were getting engaged and that they were excited to expand the family and that they want to get married. Orlando already had a son. Uh, Katie's hitting on her fiance. I lost it. Wow, well, she's posting a lot on his Instagram. <laughs> um, uh, never mind. I thought I found it. Apparently, I didn't. I so it. they're engaged but not married. Well, whatever. They're engaged. They got a baby. They're forever, ever. All okay. right. All right. Yeah, that's totally fine. I'm just trying to figure out if they. I'm in. I just want to know if they're like, because like totally fine. Like you can be engaged as long as you want. According but I just want to know. I feel like slash- I would have seen. Okay, so according to Google slash goodhousekeeping.com, um, <laughs> the rumors circulated that the two were planning on tying the knot in December of 2019. The couple still appears to be happily engaged to this day. In August of 2020, the pair welcomed a baby girl named Daisy into the world, and that was as of February 15th, 2021. Okay, so right. it Beautiful. could have changed in the last Thank year. You. Thank you, Ruth. You're welcome. Well, you know who's not married. You know, I was we were... on Cosmopolitan. I was I was getting there. I was scrolling. <laughs> you know what's funny is we were just talking about how like how they're not married, but like it's okay because they're engaged and they have a baby. So we know they're like we know that they love each other and they're happy and they're together forever. And that's kind of like Scarlet and Wolf. They're not like married. They're not like boyfriend and girlfriend, but like they're forever. Just, 
They're ever, ever. For sure. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like OTP right there. One. Yeah, absolutely. You like how I did my little turnaround to bring us back? Yeah, um, Mark. <laughs> good job. It's like you're a professional Bubba. podcaster or something. <laughs> they say that about me, but I really don't think I'm professional at all. Have you listened to this episode? Um, I mean, so, the way that you flaunted it earlier when I... So... Scarlet is worried about winter. She has an intuition that something is wrong. Ryu has been quiet, and she thinks she heard the sound a goat makes during a slaughter. That is pretty sus, not going to lie. Just a little bit. <laughs> Jason, now if she's not shook at the nub, Jason walks by with a bloody knife and a face full of regret. <laughs> And will not answer any of her questions. I won't answer any of her questions. He just pulls at her hand, drops in a cylinder, and gives her a bunch of instructions that don't make sense, and then says, tell that princess of yours to hurry up, and then just leaves. Very helpful. Soup's helpful. You want this? You want her to save your girl? Give her as much information as possible. Don't be cryptic, Okay. You could have written her a note. Like, you had time to plan this out. Get, like, a little post-it, shorthanded. I don't care. But, like, you could have given her better instructions. Or at least take half a second to say yes or no when she asks if Winter is alive. Like, right? Instead of being so sketchy about it, like, maybe. Oh gotta God. find out. It's like, what? <laughs> he keeps saying poor E, and actually they say that a lot between these two paragraphs and it, chapters. And it reminds me of Finding Nemo when she's like, P. Sherman Wallaby Way, or whatever it is. P. Sherman 42 Sherman Wallaby Way There we go, yes! That's one. That's the one. That was the first address I ever memorized before mine. <laughs> I mean, basically. I mean, we still know it now. <laughs> that joke's not even relevant anymore. <laughs> I do love the idea that he's like, tell that princess of yours to hurry up. Jason, that princess of yours has been planning a revolution for like three months. Roll it back a little. You know how long the American Revolution took? We be talking years, okay? Years. And you want her to figure it out in three months? Four months ago, she was still like crushing on the, the Emperor Prince guy and was like, don't know I'm cyborg. And you want her to, like, walk in here and just overthrow Lavana? Who's, like, honestly, how do you plan on to overthrow Lavana? Like, she is on another level, okay? <laughs> like, like, as far as villains go, she's pretty up there. Like, <laughs> oh, Jason. Oh, Jason. Honestly, that's kind of it in this chapter, you guys. Jason opens the cage and says, count to 10, and she does. And in between counting, she's yelling at Winter that she's going to be right there. The lights go out. She searches for Winter in the dark. She finds Winter. She kind of pieces together what happened. And she's like, all right, time to go. We ain't messing around And this is no what more. I'm talking about. Could, could Cress have done this? No. I no, love Cress. She was but- helping. I mean, but could she, like, grab Winter's body off the ground covered in blood no. and not react? No. No. Even Cinder would not have had all. a moment of hesitation, but Scarlet, who grew up like, on let's a go. farm. let's go. Come on. 
Scarlet is like, okay, I'm going to compartmentalize. I still haven't dealt with the death of my grandmother. So why deal with this? Let's move on. Like, push it down. Just push it down. Yeah, Winter's like having a breakdown. She's like, yes, yes, the walls are bleeding. I get it. Let's move along. (laughs) (laughs) But that, that is really what happens essentially in this chapter is that Scarlet goes to take Winter out of the castle. Um, and what's interesting to me is that I, I love how much our stories constantly mirror what happened in Ferris with Channery, with Lavana, with Everett, with Solstice. And what I want to point out here is that they go through, they're leaving through Port A, and Jason talks about they have to go through um, the Regolith area and they have to go through all these tunnels. And they're doing all of this to get to Cinder. They're doing all of this to get to Celine. And what's interesting is Celine's mother died because she was constantly running through these tunnels all I mean, the time. I think she was doing other things in these tunnels, but you know. Okay, well, that's what promiscuity <laughs> is. <laughs> but I just think I like the the parallels that we see here of like Lavana was always trying to stay within the castle so that she could keep as much hold over the country as possible. Even when she was struggling to get the acceptance from the people, Everett was like, well, you need to go meet the people. And she's like, why? I got other people for that. And instead, what we saw in the last chapter was that Cinder was like out and about with the people trying to get to know them. And here what we see is like, Jason is like, well, she's on the moon now. So that means the revolution is like any minute now, right? Yeah, so yeah. like, hurry up. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's she waiting for? She's on the moon. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, like, <laughs> I want to, like, paint a picture for everyone. Everyone knows when the Boston Tea Party, what the Boston Tea Party is, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yes. Everyone knows when the Declaration of Independence was signed, right? Yes. 1776. Yes. When do you think, don't Google it, when was the Boston Tea Party? It was a couple years earlier. It was 73. It was three years earlier. Yeah. Jason, have some patience, kid. It ain't <laughs> happening overnight. I'm so glad that Tara knew the answer to that because I had no clue. <laughs> well, it was, it was like December, but I mean, you can Google it. I mean, I think it was December of like 1773. I do have a degree in history, so <laughs> I I didn't want to say that before you asked the question, though, because I wanted to make sure I got it right. <laughs> well, also, now I was you close just sound really smart, and, and yeah. I just believe you. I bought oh, it. Thanks. <laughs> but, but this is what I'm saying. Like, revolutions do not happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Not no, in not the slightest. And the Boston Tea Party was hardly a catalyst. At that point... People were so fed up, they were throwing tea in, into the ocean. They were basically taking piles and piles and piles of money and throwing it into the water. You have to hit a breaking point to get that pissed off. And that was still three years before the revolution. They were yeah. still angry for another three years before the revolution even started, let alone took place. Yeah. Celine hasn't even like decla- declaration of war hasn't even happened. There's like a rumor that the cyborg thinks that the fugitive cyborg thinks she's the princess. 
that's it as far as the entire world is concerned, except for like these niche group of people. And he's like, she better hurry up. Yeah. I think it tells us a lot about Jay Jason though, because like, like you were saying earlier, like he didn't save Scarlet to save Scarlet. He just needed her. Like it could have been anybody else. And if they knew like how, if they were sane enough to get winter out, then that's who he would have helped. And yeah. so I think all of these things just prove that, like, he, his only concern this entire time, even beforehand in the other books, it's it's just winter. It's just winter. And because he was so separated from his family, like, all he's ever had is winter. So that's all he ever, that's all he cares about. Oh, 100%. I think also a good point, when he talks to Cress and he says, you guys need to get out of here. You need to get winter and you need to get out of here. And Cress says that she has to stay behind. Jason is like, why would you stay behind? And she explains that she feels like this is her way of paying Winter and Scarlet back for how they've treated her, for the sanctuary and kindness that they've offered her. And he's genuinely surprised because it didn't occur to him that someone might have that type of emotion. To him, everything is about self-service or Winter, and that's it. And in that moment, he admits to her like, I knew for a year that you were trapped and imprisoned there and I never did anything to save you. But he has a moment there where he shows us like this side of him that's almost, almost human. And he says, he says one of my favorite lines, which is that he would guard, he would protect winter with his life. Second to only her, he would protect Cress as well. And I think that shows like this huge personal growth from him. And it's an amazing yeah. moment because so far Jason has been kind of an ass. And then two <laughs> chapters later, he's like, hey, get out, take Winter with you, and tell Cinder to hurry the fuck up. And I'm like, okay, well, just erase all of the personal like, growth you just had. <laughs> because because of what we know from like the people of Artemisia and like the people on Luna from like knowing like Lavana's backstory and all of that and Ferris and what we know of Cress is it seems like more of a that seems like more of a common thread um in like their fact the fact that it's it's protect yourself or die yeah on Artemisia and, and on Luna just because of how Lavana runs things so well, it, it's not like her parents or her sister were any different. Like this is just how exactly. But but this when is you just put, what life put, on Luna is like, right? And so, but like when you think about it that way, like at least it's at least it's kind of understandable when you understand like that backstory that we have from other books to be able to understand that, like, oh, okay, it's not because like. Jason only had like I mean he does only have loyalty to winter but like it's all that he's ever known so it makes sense that he's like shocked and like why would somebody else think this way well I think the other thing in Jason's defense (laughs) and his development is things things don't like flip a switch. That's not usually how change happens. Like, 
there's always going to be this ups and uh, these ups and downs in life and in your personal development where like he had an up moment with Cress and then he had a little down moment with Scarlet and I like went back to being a dumb butt but there's still hope for him yet you know like one one the occasional backslide is to be expected as people learn and grow for sure i agree and i would love to see like spoilers oh i'm sorry <laughs> no, you're a spoiler <laughs> ha i'm not the only one no you're not because nobody thinks of you this is my job i have to keep this stuff in mind because for some reason you in the week, i made the stupid decision i was like i'm gonna be spoiler free and i really shouldn't have because even <laughs> i sometimes i'm like dang it i gotta cut that out that's probably too much information well then just cut out my whole comment never mind i take it all back <laughs> i'm interested to see how jason grows throughout the future years if he survives who knows <laughs> Well, and I say this because I you are a first-time reader, which I do have several listeners who are first-time readers, and they only read chapter by chapter with episodes of the podcast. Oh, wow. They don't That's read so ahead. That's so cool. It's awesome, but it also means I got to be soups careful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are correct. This is why you're in charge. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about song titles. <laughs> For this week's chapter. Okay. I picked the song No Body, No Crime by Taylor Swift. Um, yes. Mostly Queen. because I love that song. Um, Hell yeah. But like, this whole is Winter Alive or Not and Jason's absolute like determination not to answer that question. I was just like, right? come on, man. What's going on? Um, and I, uh, I chose this song for the chapters in Ferrist where uh, Lavana kills Cinder. Oh, because like that's as soon an even as I better heard, one. As soon as I heard that song, I was like, "Oh, what is that chapter? I know where this is going." Because <laughs> that's but, Taylor, right? As soon as you hear a song from Taylor, it reminds you of like a million other things. Right, right. Because she's Taylor, so. It happens. But I also, I'm not going to lie, this chapter, the aftermath of Ryu's death really hit me. Like, I know I should not be this upset about a tiger dying, but, like, one of the most upsetting deaths. I'm a wolf. It's a wolf. A wolf. A white wolf. (laughs) Sorry. That was embarrassing. He's a main character. So embarrassing. You guys gave me so much crap about Jack Sparrow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I know I knew that he was a wolf. (laughs) Anyway, I hated that he died. That is all. No, I I remember being super choked up the first time this happened because also I'm very sensitive to anything that happens to animals. Like, it's always been a a no button for me. Like, don't mess with the dog. Even if it's a cartoon. Anytime I'm watching a cartoon, movie, TV show, I don't care. If I see a dog, I'm like, oh, God, they're going to kill the dog, aren't they? Because they do that to to f*** with you. And it really does mess me up. The problem is it really does get to me. 
And it still kind of breaks my heart. And I remember I was when I listened to this with my husband, I was so upset that he killed Ryu. And Quentin was like, well, think about it in terms of like how dogs and, and wolves would react. Because do you really think Scamp wouldn't risk his life to save yours? Because he would. And I'm like, okay, that's fine if you want to use like logic and facts but i'm really upset right now yeah no i i understand the necessity why where you had to like why it happened right i i totally understand that and killing ryu is better than killing winter but i still wish there could have been a better way yes 100 percent. mine's not as intense i guess um, okay. Not I everything did... has to be as intense as the rest of us. Maybe it's good if somebody's a little mellow. I did Somebody's Watching Me by Michael Jackson and Rockwell because it's a popular TikTok sound right now and it's constantly stuck in my head, but also with the cameras and Lavana constantly watching everything and I'm sure watching what's happening with Jason and Winter. That's what I was thinking of. As like winter, or sorry, as Scarlet starts moving, it's just like somebody's watching me. That's anyway. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that was my choice. <laughs> Love it, Ruth. Are you ready? Yes, my chapter title is not a song because why would it be a song? And <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a quote. God. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I- where Chelsea I and Taryn, I really want you guys to know that Ruth and I really are close friends who love and adore each other. <laughs> this is just like a vibe that we have. We don't have like a toxic friendship. You don't need to like act like blink twice if anybody it. needs I'm, rescuing. This like- is <laughs> this is how Chelsea and I talk to each other. So you are totally fine. I told her to fight me earlier. Like I feel like we're, I feel like we have you similar did. vibes. You it's did. fine. <laughs> Okay, please go ahead, Twinkie. <laughs> well, thank you, Twinkie. Um, so my chapter title is uh, called Run for Your Life by The Siege. And basically the hook is like, you better run for your life. You better run for your life. And I was like, mm, this is it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. This is the one. Like that is, this is, this is, this is all we need. that works for me um so i chose it's okay it's a little unorthodox but i did pick a song it's a song what (laughs) no i know i know dang it bethany we've talked about this i know you just have to forgive me i did go old school though so i picked under oath reinventing your exit if you don't know who under oath is that's fine They were a niche band for a niche group of people for like two years when I was an angsty teenager. Um, But I love this song. Angsty teenager? Never. No. I was like so angsty. I had like the dark eyeliner and everything. Beautiful. And I was very misunderstood. (laughs) (laughs) I love this song. First of all, the music video is great because it's um, a guy and a guy that looks like him and they're chasing each other. And he's trying to figure out why someone who looks like him even exists, let alone is trying to like steal his identity. So it's great because he's like trying to escape and get it. They're escaping. Um, Uh, Oh, I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) I love this song. So some of the lyrics are, we're nothing short of invincible. 
stop saying that we're invincible. We're not. And I think it's really great because Winter is not in a position where she's ready to do anything. She's still a pile on the floor. Jason is bossing everybody around and Scarlett is just along for the ride. And you've got all three people having certain levels of invincibility, but none of them know what to do about it. Except maybe Scarlett who, who pulls her shit together real fast. But I love this song. You're uninviting, unrewarding, and I'm misinforming you. Yes, you are, Jason. I would like a lot of information from you. <laughs> you have misinformed me frequently. Oh, Jason. Yeah, I mean, I could read you guys this whole song like I could every week, but um, I just really like this song, and I love the idea of trying to find an exit but not being able to, so you just make your own. I like it. I like that. So, chapter quotes. I hate it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, nobody asked you. (laughs) Actually, we'll find out if anybody hates it, right? Because... Uh, because Patreon, Patreon will, members will Patreon will vote on members it. they get to vote for which title is the best, so they'll let us know which one wins. I'm low key very invested <laughs> in the results because I desperately want mine to win. Uh, you can join Patreon right now, and it's a dollar. So I mean, and I'm just gonna vote and go vote for yourself. Go campaign door to door. If you join right now, there is a Discord chat, so you can go on the Discord chat and be like, hi, let me introduce myself. But actually, first, let's talk about this song and why it's number one, okay? And and you have enough time if you want to do that. You can join right now and start. And you know what? Sometimes that Discord gets out of hand. You might still, three days from now, people might still be having that conversation. I don't know. I mean, a week from now, really. Right? <laughs> Sorry, the Discord chat gets wonky. Mm, I know. It gets out of hand, but it's also like my favorite thing on the Patreon. I mean, true. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. chapter quotes. Um, I actually, I would like to go first. Oh, okay, um, go. mine, I actually had to change last minute. It's um, escape. That sounds like the word escape. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. It's spelled exactly <laughs> like escape. I, again, I'm going to insert a clip for everyone. Welcome back from the clip. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Miss Rafi. (laughs) So, uh, mine is Winter, I'm giving you five seconds to get your act together and decide to help me out, or else I'm leaving you behind with your dead wolf and your bleeding walls. Got it? Oh my god. (laughs) I freaking love Scarlet. (laughs) Oh, so harsh. I mean, that's our girl. It's harsh, but Bethany knows. You can imagine me saying that to you. Yep. You can also <laughs> imagine my husband saying that to me. True. Some sometimes True. you you need a stern, a like little mental slap to the face, right? To <laughs> get moving. Um, the quote I picked was. Like with her grandmother, there would be time to mourn later. Right now, she was getting them out of here. Her brain clicked into overdrive. I just feel like that's so... It's like Scarlet in like two sentences. is like, mourn later, kick everything's butt right now. 
and she just gets she's just effective she just gets crap done and i respect that i feel like my quote kind of adds to that I had everything in her scream to shove the door open and race down the hallway to find Winter, but she refrained. Her fingers twitched. He had given her a weapon and an escape. She didn't know what was going on, but something told her that not reacting for 10 measly seconds wasn't going to kill her. So I just like that even in like the chaos of what's going on, she's like, I think I can, I think I can actually wait the 10 seconds. If I've survived this long, like what's 10 seconds going to do for me? She's very good at like grounding herself. Mm hmm. She is definitely well adjusted, not like the oh, rest yeah. of us. Oh yeah, not like the rest of us at all. <laughs> girls, she's not girl like Scarlet other girls. Would never. <laughs> she's not like, like other girls. Oh gosh, <laughs> this is a doozy of an episode for people listening. I hope they don't like immediately never listen to the podcast ever again. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> I am not uh, responsible for my level of unhinged tonight are you sure <laughs> it's like what I'm 11 o'clock for you guys it's oh it's my god it is time. 11 o'clock yeah yeah oh gosh you need to get going i should be sleeping <laughs> my quote. I, I was looking at my <laughs> my quote and when you see that princess of yours tell her to hurry up classic Just love angsty jason so funny. I did I did mock him a lot in this episode, but it's all out of jest and fun because this is I just I still find it still cracks me up that Cinder has been on the mood for like 20 minutes and Jason is like, is she done with this revolution already? And I also love that Scarlet has no idea what she, what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say this earlier, but I saw something recently that was like, you know, whenever you say I love you to the moon and back, really, it only takes a week to get to the moon. So really what you're saying is that you'll love somebody for a week. And that's Well, that's it. why you have to so. say to Saturn. <laughs> takes a little bit longer. Tay Tay. But, I, but Bethany, I love you to the moon and to Saturn. So Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> hey guys my name's abby and i co-host the book life podcast with my best friend mo we cover fantasy sci-fi and historical fiction books and talk book related topics like our favorite character types world building and books versus their movies new episodes drop every monday on your favorite platform now back to your show Okay, so chapter 31, no, chapter 29. 30. 30. Yeah, chapter 30. Oh, wow, I did everything <laughs> but the right chapter. So basically, they're escaping the palace. It's a, it's a lot of logistics of, like, they turned here and they went down this stairwell and Scarlet was confused about where they were and Winter was giving no good information whatsoever. But basically, <laughs> they run around the palace trying to escape. And Scarlet gets a secret message. Be careful, Scarlet, from this, like, little phantom buddy that they have. It's Chris, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Winter is still in shock and is completely useless. Which, that's fair. She has the blood of her pet on her body. I would be a hot mess right now, too. <laughs> 
I know. I like the moment when they go and they run into that guy and Scarlett's like, you need to show us where where we're going. Like, we need to get here. And he's like, just looking at winter. She's like, uh-uh, look over here. Look at me. Don't look at her. Look at me. Like, tell me where I'm going. To be fair, Scarlet is running around with a princess covered in blood and is like, don't look at her. Look at me and tell me how to get yeah. out of here. And don't tell anyone you saw us. <laughs> don't ask any questions. Tell don't me where we're going. <laughs> I, mean, I do love I the part where he's, where she's like, and if anybody asks, tell them you glamored, we glamored you. And he's like, I'm think you did i'm not sure you did it (laughs) (laughs) my uh, just backing up my favorite part is where she goes um like she's trying still trying to get winter to like answer her questions and then literally she goes i think so the docks yes the docks with the mushrooms mushrooms (laughs) and the the shadows the dance port e e for escape i mean it's winter is obviously I mean winter is obviously seen finding Nemo. Like that is canon. <laughs> obviously. That's <is> canon. <laughs> obviously. Oh my gosh. So I I there's a lot of stuff in this chapter, but not really. Like they escape. They run into a maid. The maid gives them, like, a tablecloth to cover Winter up. Winter still refuses to use her glamour. Even in a moment where it could save her and Scarlet's life, she refuses to use her glamour. Um, A worker offers to help them, and Scarlet is like, I'm going to scare you until you do what I say. And he's like, okay, well, I'm scared now. And um, (laughs) they find a pod ship, and they get in the pod ship, and it's winter. <laughs> Scarlet goes to leave, and Winter's like, "Wait!" and puts her harness on her and says, "Safety first, Scarlet friend. We are fragile things." And that's basically what happens in this chapter. Yeah, that was a beautiful summary, Bethany. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Did I leave anything out? Not really. I don't think. <laughs> no, that's really it. Like lots of running down hallways. Yeah, and that's about it. Lots of explaining, right? Like that they were running down a hallway, but this was what like their emotion was while they were running down the hallway. Like Scarlet constantly is like, try to fit in. Princess covered in blood. <laughs> I mean, I feel like one really important part that we're skipping is that they run past a whole part that's filled with basically ammunition. Yeah. Oh yes. Earth. For the What I think is interesting about that is that Scarlet, like, digs at the Commonwealth. And um, because she grew up in Europe, which has a democracy. And so she thinks about, like, how Earth has this, like, hundred years of peace or whatever. And she's like, well, in my country, we have democracy. But I guess this, I guess this, uh monarchy stuff works out for you guys like i just love that like in that moment scarlet is like okay instead of being mad about all this ammunition going to earth i'm gonna judge the commonwealth i mean (laughs) moment of crisis what else are you gonna do right judge people naturally judge your friend's boyfriend (laughs) (laughs) come on man cinder would say he's not her boyfriend and she would be offended so uh, and she would be really embarrassed. She would be really embarrassed because she can't blush. And she'd be like, he's I don't not know. my boyfriend. 
I love, I don't know, Kai had that whole thing where he was like, does she call me her boyfriend? And then later is like, my girlfriend. So, I think, I think they'd be boyfriend, girlfriend. They're close enough. We'll count it. I support I mean, it. Yeah. Together, together I'm just not going to say anything, because God forbid it be a spoiler, so. <laughs> <laughs> Saying spoilers is still kind of a spoiler. Um. <laughs> I don't know what is going to be considered a spoiler, so I'm just not going to say anything else. <laughs> so, um, what were, I really do think that's really all that happens, though, in this chapter. Mm-hmm. We don't really yeah. have a lot of character growth we don't have a lot of like reveals winter and scarlet try to escape and thanks to the help of Cress and i guess jason they get to what? the ship safely i guess yeah so song titles i did so my husband actually helped pick my song title because i was having a really hard time picking one because i'm like i just need a song about escaping or being quiet and he was like, you should just do Be Quiet by Pitbull. And I was like, well, nice. okay, I'll take it. So <laughs> it was really funny. And I listened to it. And it was, there were parts that's like, Be Quiet. Uh, I just lost the, I had the lyrics pulled up. Hold, please. Nope, it's gone. But it was funny. I was reading through it. And I was like, actually, that's pretty accurate. So it just keeps saying, Be Quiet over and over again. And they needed to be quiet as they escaped. So thanks, Andrew. Shout out to my husband. Hey, Good job, Andrew. <laughs> Um, I found the most perfect song and it's going to win. And it's <laughs> the song Guns and Ships from the musical Hamilton. <laughs> because not only are they trying to get to the ship, right? And she has a weapon, but also it's about America's favorite fighting Frenchman and Scarlet is French and also, the beginning of Lafayette's rap is, I'm taking this horse by the reins, making red coats redder with bloodstains, right? And I just feel like taking things, this whole thing is just Scarlet, like, taking care of business, putting stuff down. She makes sure everyone's, like, there. And I freaking just love Scarlet and her sass. That's all. Perfection. Thanks. Um, I would just like to say I think I'm voting for Chelsea's uh, chapter. I know. I am <laughs> voting for Chelsea's. <laughs> uh, so did everybody go except for me? Um, I haven't gone. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I did One Step Forward, Three Steps Back by Olivia Rodrigo. Oh. Um, mm. And I picked it because um, the chorus literally goes, it's one step forward, three steps back. I'm the love of your life until I make you mad. It's always one step forward and three steps back. Do you love me, want me, hate me? Boy, I don't understand. And I feel like that kind of applies to um, Scarlet and Winter in this scenario, just because she's Scarlet is like, come on, Winter, just like move. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she's like but the walls are bleeding she's like yes i know the walls are bleeding but like chill like let's go we can worry about the walls later the walls are always bleeding let's move on <laughs> exactly <laughs> tell me something i don't know <laughs> tell me tell me tell me 
<laughs> what did you pick, Bethany? Uh, not a Selena Gomez song. <laughs> so I picked We Are Young by 303. Um, it's not as good as those ones. I just love the song, but it's just about being young and free and trying to avoid all of the responsibilities of life so that you can have nothing but yourself, your friends, and your home. Um, we drink and we fight and we love just because we're on the run and you're never going to chase us down. Yeah. That's pretty good too. I like that one as well. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, nothing has convinced me to not pick Chelsea's. So I know, I know. <laughs> like once you got that one, it's like, what am I going to do? Guns and shit. What am I going to come up with? <laughs> they also saw, they also saw guns. Chelsea, so guns. she runs by the guns on her way to the ship, and they're escaping I mean, them, enraging them. Ow, they're out. Yeah, <laughs> got a friends for my funds. <laughs> Come back with more guns. This shit. also happens very regularly on our podcast. We just bust out into Hamilton. It's probably happened more <laughs> times than it should have. It's like really bad. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it gets cut out most of the time, but. <laughs> I mean, everybody give it up for America's favorite fighting Frenchman, so. Right, right. Yeah. French And you person. know, we have a lot of Patreon people that are big fans, so I think. There you go. I think it has a pretty good chance of winning. This is all I want. That's all I want, guys. <laughs> for me, please. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you can join the Patreon right now and, and vote for it. And it'll cost you less than a McChicken. I'm going to do it. My husband tells people. <laughs> less than the cost I, of a vacation I mean I will just say this as many times as I've been on this podcast I think I've 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 beat Bethany out like I don't know twice mm-hmm. that my that my chapter title of has I would also like to overs. say in my defense I often get some people there there's like a split between the Patreon people there's like it's like 30% are Swifties 30% don't really care, and thirty percent are really tired of Taylor Swift fans being obsessed. So, <laughs> a lot of times we'll get people that are like another Taylor Swift song, and every time it's not me, I want to be like, "Look, you guys, it's not my fault. She's written nine million songs." Okay, half the time guests also pick a Tay Tay song, or I picked they a pick Taylor a song. song. <laughs> they pick a song they had no idea was written by Taylor. That has happened. You'd be surprised what she's participated in. <laughs> Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The one Ruthie was just talking about. Anyways. I mean, she definitely inspired it. Anyways. No, there was a, an article where, um, I'll send you the article, but it had something to do with Olivia Rodrigo saying that it was inspired by Taylor, but that she also got to talk to Taylor about writing it. Um, mm. Mm. Anyways. Huh. She does have She does have writing credit on the song. I'm on Genius. Yep. So... Her and Jack, so. Anyways. Anyways. Um, quotes? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm oh, going to start. Oh, go ahead, Chelsea. Go, Chelsea, okay. go. I, this is like, I just love Scarlet Sass when um, they're trying to find the bay, and it's like, E, murmured winter, E for execution, Earth, Everett, Emperor. She pondered a moment longer. E for escape. Scarlet groaned. 
E for unhelpful. No, that does not work. <laughs> I just like E for unhelpful. No, no, that doesn't fit. <laughs> I just laughed out loud. I freaking love nice, sass. Nice try, Scarlet. Nice <laughs> not try. Not close. But you can't play the Pictionary game very well. <laughs> I mean, that just reminds me of um, when everybody's like A for effort, and it's like, but effort starts with E. Yes. <laughs> no, that wasn't funny. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing because I love how this podcast is like, just like so chaotic. Podcast. I know. It's just like, what is this podcast about? welcome back to the dating taylor swift and hamilton podcast (laughs) this is it's gotten like 10 new titles you know what though i think it's okay because not a lot happens in these two chapters if this were like one of the big chapters i feel like i would get endless emails but Basically, Jason's an ass and Winter and Scarlet escape. Like, that's what happened in both these chapters. So, yeah. I feel, so I we're feel fine. like the tangents are fine only because there's not a lot that goes down. Don't worry. Next week, there will be plenty of drama. <laughs> oh, for sure. That's a spoiler, Eight Bethany. chapters coming up. <gasps> oh, yeah, you talked about stuff that's going to happen. There's still 400 <laughs> pages left in the book. There's got to be some drama. Who knows? Maybe they're all blank pages and she just did it for fun. <laughs> it was just for fun. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So, quotes. I I picked a Scarlet quote as well. Um, I picked, she was right. They were filthy. They were bloody. Winter was a well-loved princess who was prettier than a bouquet of roses and crazier than a headless chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that line. <laughs> that's it that's my quote oh, prettier than a bouquet of roses and crazier than a headless chicken <laughs> i love that all right well um we'll, we'll make it three for three um i also have a scarlet quote um and um mine is why does the queen want to kill you or wait no excuse me i misspoke i should just read my quote that's on the notes because I'm there. gonna try and, you know, well, I'm very organized. Book, but, you know. I make it so easy to be a guest on this podcast. No, you don't. No, I'm just kidding. I love you. Cannot stress enough that Ruth and I really are friends, and she's not in any <laughs> imminent danger. <laughs> Just what someone would say if they were in an immediate danger. I know. This is a hostile work environment and I am not okay with it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mr. Admin, would you please like to read your quote for us today? Never. <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> the queen about? sent him to kill me, she said, but he killed Ryu instead. Why does the queen want to kill you? She believes I'm a threat to her crown. And then, um, and then I just love the part afterwards because Car- it says Scarlet snorted. I mean, does she really even, has she heard you talk? Like. <laughs> <laughs> and I love uh, that there's like a pause and Winter is like just staring at her and she's like, 
because you're crazy. She's <laughs> like, come on. You, you have to know that you sound insane 80% of the time. <laughs> you have to know this isn't normal behavior. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I love because then after that, there's an even longer pause. And then she's like, but I can't be queen because I'm not related by blood to the to the queen. And, and I'm like, sweetheart, we love you. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about that, I guess. It's revealed that, well, we already knew it, but it's revealed that to Scarlet that you cannot be on the lunar throne if you are not a part of the Blackburn bloodline because then they will lose their lunar gift. And this has been proven time and time and time again by scientists and researchers funded by the royal family. What? Mm, yes. That's so legit. That's not I have zero questions all. about that. <laughs> and, and also the CDC recommends... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> also, also in the God, was it? It's either the seventies, the eighties, or the nineties, which I know is a really big <laughs> time frame. But there was like a a, a huge um, craze against sugar, um, that it was bad for you and all this other stuff. And so they did like a sugar investigation to prove that sugar was healthy, and sugar got added to the food food pyramid, um, and it was funded by the Diamond Sugar. <laughs> company oh my gosh so they proved that sugar was um safe and healthy for you but they did it that they were the ones who were funding it so it's like um, like that was a 70s or 80s thing i think it was 70s or 80s but it's also like right now you can google this you can look up this information um there's anti not anti but there's like find a cure for diabetes campaigns all the time you know like you can get the ribbon and you can raise money and awareness and offer for donation and uh resources and research and most of the people funding that are high sugar companies like hershey nestle diamond sugar company like if you look at that list you're like why are they funding this because if you can't get diabetes you can eat all the sugar you want yo there's a documentary on like it's literally called like the sugar documentary or something it used to be on netflix but i'm gonna mess up his name but akbar ganjabiamela God, I know I said that wrong, but that's his name, and I can't. I don't know what to say. Okay, I, he says it really well, and I mean, okay, it is his name. It's Nabaj- his name, Nabaja <laughs> something like that. And um, but he talked about it once on a podcast I listened to that there was like this huge sugar documentary that he watched, and he immediately was like, he like immediately took a candy bar from his son and was like, no, 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 here's an apple. <laughs> Um, but anyways, quotes. I think it's only... Did we do all of them? Okay. I think it's just you. Yeah. I, my quote was, safety first, Scarlet friend. We are fragile things. I'm glad that you did that because that's like a pretty (laughs) important quote. I feel like there's so many meanings there. And that can be taken out of the book altogether. And anyone in the entire universe could read that quote 
and it would still be powerful because we are fragile mm -hmm. things and we do have to take care of ourselves. That's what I love so much about um, these last few years and so in, in society and social media and these new generations and how important and how much value they put on mental health and self-care and self-love. Because when I was growing up, that was not a thing. That was not a thing. 100%. 100%. And I think it's great that we live in a, a climate where people are not only raising awareness for that, but it's socially acceptable and it and it's socially encouraged. And if you don't encourage it or, or support it, then you're the one that is being targeted. Well, not targeted, but then you're the one that's like odd one out kind of thing. Um, and so this quote to me, safety first, we're fragile things. It, it has a lot to do with like your mental capability and your, your, your mind, body, and spirit and what you're capable of doing and capable of handling. And I think that this particular quote, like I said, taken out of context, it would still be a powerful quote. You don't need to know who Scarlett is for this quote to mean something to you. Yeah. I think it was, it was very well written um, on Marissa Meyer's part in the sense like, Obviously, there's the, like, literal meaning of, like, putting on the seatbelt and physically taking care of yourself. But this, mm -hmm. like you said, this double meaning of, um, like, our mental health or even, like, humanity in general. Like, it's fragile. We have to, we have to fight for, for our health and to make sure that everybody's safe. So it's, like you said, it's just one of those things you can take out of context and there's so many layers to what that means it was it's just a very clever line i'm i'm a fan and i think it proves like how ahead of her time marissa was because this was written before there was such a support and out outward support of self-love and taking care of yourself first and practicing mental health and advocating for yourself and for others and acknowledging that just because you're not physically ill doesn't mean that you might not need to take a step back from something. And it's okay to prioritize yourself in that way. That has only been in recent years, like the last three to five years. This book came out. 2018. No, 2018. Especially because oh, of COVID. Like people. Yeah. People are really prioritizing that stuff. And I think we see elements of that kind of safety everywhere in this chapter. Yes, she needs to wear the harness because where they're going is unsafe, right? Or being in the pod ship, I mean. But we also see the ammunition and have this connection where it's unsafe to be a part of a war zone. And we see how unsafe it is for winter having this this ability to prevent herself, this strength that she has within her to prevent herself from using this gift, but it doesn't come without a price. And in a moment like this, where she's shocked from the situation and everything that's going on, the fact that she can even pull together a whole sentence is to me very impressive because her biggest fear is always the palace walls are bleeding and she's covered in blood and the blood of someone that she loved. I don't know how she's yeah. still standing. Yeah. I mean, I always love the fact that, like, no matter where, like, what information that we get about Winter or her backstory or anything like that, her visions, like, of, and her hallucinations of the walls are bleeding, to me, just, like, 
even though in Ferris, like we never get like a direct answer about like why, why that is one of Winter's hallucinations. I just feel like it's very um, like apt and like makes sense that Marissa put that in there because it's almost like the walls are bleeding because Lavana has Lavana and everybody in the Blackburn family has killed so many people. And Winter's the only one that can see it. It's almost like there's this... It's almost like the chains of all of the dead are are on the walls of this palace, on the walls of this castle. And the people who live in this castle are aristocrats, aristocrats, <laughs> aristocrats, <laughs> and um, noble families and royalty or extensions of royalty or thaumaturges. And, or the cousin's Dutch, the Duchess's second cousin twice removed or something. And they don't see the damage that they cause because to them, not only are they normalized to it, but they always find a reason for it. They always find a validation for it. And it, it's become so normalized that no one even has concerns over it. For example, everyone knows that Lavana is the one who killed Everett and everyone suspects that Lavana is the one who killed Celine. Bitch is still queen. <laughs> nobody did a damn thing about it. I mean, they snuck Celine out, but like nobody had any consequential actions against her at all. True. If anything, it solidified her position because it showed what she was willing to do. If you tried to cross her and take her throne away from her. We, these people live in a palace filled with death on every corner. And not just death, there's destruction. Remember, uh, Channery cut off the feet of her seamstress so that she wouldn't have anything better to do but sew her beautiful dresses. And that was a socially acceptable way to treat your employee. True, yeah. I was actually just about to bring that up, so. And the only person who has any kind of concern, the only person who's willing to say, I don't think it's right that we treat people like this is Winter. And because of that, people treat her like she's a joke. And that has its own sense of fragility. Well, and I think also that not only do they just treat her like a joke, they treat her the way that they do because her they acknowledge that her choice to not use her gift. They think it's a weakness. She knows that it's well, because, because she realizes that it, the reason that other people use their gift is only to harm others. Mm -hmm. That is the reason that she refuses to use her gift. Um, is that they use that as her weakness. Like, Oh, well she's weak because and she's crazy because she chooses not to use her gift and it's her own fault. Yeah. I think yeah. too, when you, when you live on a planet and in a place that normalizes this power dynamic and, and like you said, like ultimately the, the gift is about manipulation and using it in, for your own mm -hmm. selfish benefits 
And so, of course, when you create a power dynamic based off of that power, like that that ability, you're going to end up with people in power and people in with influence who are inherently selfish. And I think that's why Winter stands out so much and why she's not willing to use her her gifts is because she's not a selfish person and she doesn't want to be a selfish person. Um, and so she doesn't fit in. Think about what we just talked about with Jason and how he's always been very self-serving. Mm-hmm. And he grew up in this society too. And he's suspicious of everyone. So much so that when Cress offers a kindness to, like when she extends a kindness to Scarlet and to Winter, he's immediately on guard and suspicious because to him, that is sus behavior. He's never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what it must have been like for him on the Rampion with Cinder and Thorn like joking all the time and Cress being like funny and awkward and Dr. Erlon <laughs> saying random things about a girl's hair turning into a snake and Wolf like moping in the corner because he misses his girlfriend. He's like, this is way more emotions than I've seen in many years. <laughs> right. Like this guy has been around death and destruction and chaos and evil and wickedness his whole life. And he's basically thrown into like a teenage dorm. <laughs> like I was, I'm genuinely surprised he doesn't come out the other side of that a completely different person. Yeah. I like how we went from laughing for the first like two hours to like this profound and deep conversation for the last five <laughs> minutes. That was beautiful. Minutes. I loved listening. <laughs> I mean, I had to stop myself because every time that Bethany started to say everyone, I was like, but everybody wants to be a cat. <laughs> we also she said, said Aristocats, Aristocats. So. I did. I, I mean, did. And I'm leaving I it mean, in there. She said Aristocats and all that was in my head for the basically that entire conversation everybody was everybody wants, wants to, to be a cat. Be a cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, there was one Easter egg. The bonus word hair appeared twice. Next time we are going to cover Winter Chapter 31. Chelsea, Taryn, Please tell everyone, remind them about your podcast and where people can find you if they would like to do so. And you want to because Chelsea's really cool and I tag along. (laughs) Um, We are on Instagram uh, or at Checked Out and Overdue. You can email us at Checked Out and Overdue contact at gmail.com. And we've had a few people and every time we get any message, we get overly excited. Like we will send screenshots back and forth to each other. Because like, look, somebody messaged us. It's a problem. I'm like that too, even after doing it for two years. Yeah. But we have episodes that come out every Tuesday. We review a bunch of different types of books. We have, I think, a really exciting lineup for the next few months. We have some fun people coming on. And maybe we'll even get Bethany and maybe Ruth to come on. That'd be fun. Only if you want spoilers. We have a spoiler section. Ruth would love that. Yeah. So the way that our episodes are set up is the first half is spoiler free. We just do general overview, review, just talk about how we felt about the book. And then we have a literal alarm that goes off so you can't miss it, except for people still somehow do, like Chelsea's coworkers. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like loud. Like if you miss it, I have questions. Yeah, right? (laughs) And then 
the second half is just talking about our favorite quotes, our favorite parts. So you, even if you haven't read the books that we're reviewing, you can still hop on for about 20, 30 minutes and get a little taste of what, how we felt about the book. And then once you read it, come back and listen to the spoiler section and message us and be our friend. And that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Ruthie, I know you've been on like a thousand episodes, but just in case, do you want to tell everybody where they can find their favorite spoiler queen? Yes, their favorite spoiler queen is on Instagram at babyruthless90. And then um, on Twitter at um, spoiler underscore queen. Um, I tweeted my love for Charlie Puth this morning. So um, I'm watching that music video as soon as we're done. It's loading on YouTube right now. (laughs) I mean, All I have to say is that you turn me on like a light switch when you're moving your body around. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I have going on right now. Um, other than the fact that I'm moving. I mean, same. You're moving right now. I've got two months, I guess, but I'm moving much farther away. Yeah, I'm just moving to the colony, which if anybody's in Dallas are know where that is, but you know. I've been um, here for four years, so it's been more of a purge and keep what I'm you know. But anyways, Bethany. Uh, thank you everyone for being here and thank you everyone for listening. You can follow Prince Kai Fan Pod on Instagram at Prince Kai Fan Pod, patreon.com slash Prince Kai Fan Pod. As I mentioned, it's less than the price of a McChicken. It's a dollar a month. The first fiscal <laughs> month is free and you get access to all of the perks for just $1, but you can donate more if you would like to do so. And yeah, as Ruth talked about, there's a very cool bonus blooper episode on there that uh I guess is super popular that's awesome I think I did all of the things I was supposed to do (laughs) thanks so much for having us on you are the first podcast that we've ever visited so well perfect well thank you so much yeah this has been so fun I had a lot of fun and I'm I do hope I can come on your show sometime and enjoy a spoiler section that sounds fun (laughs) yes we will we will have to review um gilded together yes anytime you have a marissa book I just assume yes it's mine (laughs) yep deal (laughs) if you guys ever do prison healer I am I am on for that deal deal just I just followed you back on Instagram, so I, now I got we're friends. You. We good. <laughs> Besties. All right. Well, thank you all for being here. Listeners, thank you for listening. Until next time, keep reading, keep listening, and don't get glamored. Bye. Don't get glamored. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. The clips that you heard today were from Charlie Puth, 303, and the Pixar animation film Finding Nemo. Today's special guest was Spoiler Queen Ruth and Chelsea and Taryn from Checked Out and Overdue podcast. The intro-outro music was composed by Emma Pavo, and the logo art was created by Sunlit Tangles on Instagram. Thank you for listening! <laughs>